In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Paula gave me a few of Jim's favorite scriptures and they're in your bulletin today. And as I was looking over them, it struck me, these texts are about the struggle of the Christian life. Lay aside the burdens and the sin that can ensnare us. Run the race with endurance and stay focused on the goal. We are like sheep for the slaughter. Fight the good fight. These are the cries of the church militant in an unbelieving world today. And they are the inspired statements of one who is committed to finish in victory. As St. Paul confessed, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And to this end I also labor agonizing according to his energy, which is energizing in me mightily. All praise to God for his power. This is our human battle in the midst of spiritual warfare. We understand that. And the mission is to claim the eternal soul of each sinful human being and bring them under the victorious reign of Jesus Christ the Lord. After several decades of active pastoral ministry, we know Jim took these scriptures to heart. He lived the life. He ran his race. He fought the good fight. Paula stood by his side, and I'm sure she bears the scars of her own. Jim was cut down by an enemy in the midst of a war with a vicious virus, and Paula is left behind to pick up the shattered pieces. This is life. Fallen world. Curse of sin. Broken bodies. Wounded hearts. Shaken faith. No one is immune. No vaccination, no mask, no physical distancing, no social isolation could prevent it. Death is, period. When a soldier of the cross dies, we, at an unexpected age like Jim, we say, oh, he died before his time. Jim died before our time. Jim died before Paula and her family's time. He died before the congregation's time. And we wanted more time. Paula needed more time. Jim fell asleep in the mystery of God's time. He ran out of earthly time, and now he dwells outside of time, as all of us will who die in Christ in God's time. We will all transfer from the church militant to the church triumphant with all the faithful soldiers saints dwell. We call it the afterlife, but that's not a biblical description. Second Corinthians 5, St. Paul says that mortality is swallowed up by life. Christ is risen. Do you believe it? 
St. Maximus the Confessor says that Christ converted the use of death as an instrument to conquer sin and death. The baptized acquires the use of death to, to condemn sin, which in turn mystically leads that person to divine and unending life. Christ has turned this vicious cycle inside out, making death the beginning of life. And although we know that death is a gift, and it's a blessing that ends our sin on this earth, it also triggers numerous mechanisms that make our earthly battle real for us. Shock, anger, guilt, shame, depression, confusion, loneliness, doubt, emptiness. Death is one of those events where the enemy of our soul does his best work. But then St. Paul brings clarity and comfort and hope to us as Christians in 1 Corinthians 15. Death is swallowed up in victory. The victory was acquired by our king, the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And that victory was granted to Reverend Jim Walter. Jim was allowed to take off his battle armor, leave his earthly tent, and enter through the door of death into life immortal. He is now in the church triumphant and has become one of the great cloud of witnesses that surround us left behind. And as we understand it, especially as Lutherans, that heavenly host of witnesses is here at the Eucharistic feast. Every Sunday we gather because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Good Lutherans. <laughs> I'm reminded of a scene from the movie Gladiator. Good film. Surrounded by thousands of witnesses, he fights with honor against an evil foe. He dies a noble death, and then he walks through the grain fields of Elysium to live the good life. Well, that's a nice pagan concept to soften the sting of the unforgiving reality of our earthly demise. Again, St. Paul comes to our rescue. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. We know. We are convinced. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. That leads to the other side of these chosen battle texts that Jim loved. Hebrews 12, God, the Son incarnate, went before us to empower us so we can face death as well. In the midst of our human struggles, we set our eyes on Jesus. He endured the shame and torture of the cross for all of you. He rose in triumph and he sits at the place of majesty, power, and glory for all of you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Romans chapter 8. Our Heavenly Father stands by our side in the struggle of this life. He gave his eternally begotten Son to solidify our victory. 
He rose as at the right hand of God, interceding for our victory. He freely gives us everything we need to finish our fight and complete our race. And no enemy can defeat us as we wrestle and we struggle and we battle in this fallen world because Christ has risen. Keep that strength up, saints. <laughs> and then there's Jim's confirmation verse in 1 Timothy 6. We've been called to lay hold on eternal life so that our earthly fight is a good fight. Despite the pain and the sorrow and the suffering and the diseases and the persecution and the attacks of the enemy, the militant church must move forward and we do it by the command and the strength and the power and the authority of Jesus the King because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Okay, this is a celebration by the way. Finally, Psalm 46. It explodes with comfort and reassurance. Even though the nations rage, the earth be removed, and though the mountains be shaken and carried into the midst of the seas, those its waters roar and be troubled, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The mystery of being a saint of Almighty God is that no matter how much the enemy of life throws at us, we stand together and we sing songs of victory to our Savior King. O blessed communion fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee for all are thine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors cometh rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise, the blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Victory. On his way to be martyred, St. Ignatius of Antioch said this, Suffer me to receive the pure light when I shall arrive there. I shall become a human being. Suffer me to follow the passion of my God. That's a great statement. Passing through his passion, Jesus ascends to the Father, and we finally get to see who Jesus truly is. And that's the mystery revealed to us as his people. Death becomes life, and that life becomes a revelation. Again, St. Maximus says this, Christ as human completes what he had himself determined to take place, to make man, male and female, in his image according to his likeness. Baptized into Christ, we are born again as truly human, and dying in Christ makes us alive and a complete human. That's great theology. 
Reverend Jim Walter has become the man he was meant to be in Christ. And so will you, by the grace and the faith in Jesus our Lord, true God, true man, to him be all glory, honor, dominion, and power, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. In the name of Christ, amen. amen.